1: Hello everyone and uh, welcome back to Grecian's Gossip. It's uh, been a couple of weeks due to scheduling issues and uh, Howard is off sunning himself in Malta at the moment. He didn't fancy the playoffs for some reason. So it's uh, me, David Byron, hosting today and I'm joined by Jamie Hawkins and uh, Daniel Clark. Well, only um, one place to get started really. I, I suppose, you know, start uh, to look back on... On the first leg of, of City's Carlot, uh, City's playoff with Carlo, Jamie, um, what were
2: your thoughts on it? Yeah, it was quite the game, wasn't it? I imagine for the neutrals, um, both playoff games actually. <laughs> you know, there's so many goals, um, and in the end, it's one of those where it really could have gone either way. You know, had taken the chances and some, you know, questionable officiating could have scored. Six or seven, you know, but yeah, you know, I think you look back on that performance, and I thought we played relatively well. Um, didn't think much of Carlisle again, I have to say, just like the the last game of the season. Even though they've conceded or scored, sorry, uh, nine goals against us this season, but you know, it was so um, topsy-turvy in the second half, and um, you know, I think we went in at time just before Harley's goal. Um, slightly holding on a bit and then that goal changed the, the complexion obviously changed the mood in the dressing room and um, you know it was still very much all to play for wasn't it Dan two very
1: good attacks sort of putting the uh, opposition defences under quite a bit of pressure throughout
2: yeah it was
3: uh, it's very different to the kind of normal first leg of the playoff games you see which are very tight and cagey and there's not many goals and it seemed like both sides decided that they were going to when attack was the best form of defence, and try and kill the game, score as many goals as they could off. And extra, very nearly got to that stage. I mean, I we we'll talk about it, but the the first of the disallowed goals, that counts. Extra four-one up. You kind of feel the game is you're al- you're almost there because it's you know you've almost killed Carlisle off. You've got three goals ahead. It's going to be very difficult for them to to catch up in that point. But it definitely showed that both sides. Can score goals going into the second leg, and they'll, I suspect both teams will be thinking, we can get the goals, we can go out and score another three goals in the
1: second leg, and go and win the game that way. Question for both: of you, Did City deserve to win the game, or, or is a draw a fair result? Well?
3: Possibly, City edged it, but there were times in which sort of they struggled. I mean, after the the equaliser in the, the first half. They were massively under the caution to the half-time and it was almost, you kind of were desperately waiting for the whistle to come and then from out of nowhere, Harley scores, it's 2-1 and the game changes and it was just, as you've seen in a couple of, well, all three of the games against Carlisle so far this season, that extra have had a five-minute moment of madness in which they've conceded two goals in and that's, yet again, cost them the game but they were probably just about the best, so they had the better chances and the disallowed goals I and mean, Taylor hits the post. The last kick of the game, they you know, definitely showed enough that they can score the goals to win it, and probably would be probably on points sort would of have edged it out, but didn't. It wasn't that one-sided to suggest that they should have killed the game off. Carlisle, yet yeah, again, showed they're they're a decent side, but definitely showed defensive frailties that. In front of St James's Park, they should be uh, looking to exploit. You'd expect.
1: Agree with that,
2: Andrea? Yeah, I think in terms of chances created with mean, better side on the day. Um, you know, the goals, six first goals, probably should have been avoided uh, from their keeper. Quite poor goalkeeping there. And then you look at Carlisle's goals. I mean, the first one was just you know unlucky from from Jordan, and the second one was a freak goal. I don't, I don't care what the player says, that was a cross. Um, but you know, in terms of ta- chances created, like I said, we could have scored so many more. And might be wrong. I'm just trying to think of other chances Carlo really created. I mean, um, you know, I thought we were quite comfortable for large parts of the game, apart from you know maybe the closing moments of the first half. But um, you know, Watkins that goal stands. It's four-one. You know, you're thinking. Not game over, but tie over, you know. Um, and you know that those two quick fire goals really was a sucker punch. But when they get those, you think, okay, they're going to be put under the cosh. But if anything, it was the other way around when we had those two, two sorry, um, late chances and that read offside goal as well. Um, so you know, like I think most of the fans and the players would have accepted a draw before the game. Um, but I think f- you can't help but feel slightly disappointed that we didn't take a lead going into Thursday
1: um, yeah well onto the disallowed goals I mean one at three, one 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 at 3 All both crucial times weren't they
3: yeah both probably onside they were very very close you can sort of see why they the, the linesman fl- put the flag up but they were both onside they both should have counted and that's back-to-back weeks now extra have not necessarily had the luck with officials against Carlisle I mean last week both penalties were were soft at best you know and you kind of feel you know, third time lucky they might be the team who's going to get the the benefit the doubt with the decisions but you kind of feel the first the first goal kills the tie off Exeter go and pretty much win you feel that's enough they win the game so the second one I mean if they've gone fourth Fourth through would just giving them a little bit more security to hold on to something in the second leg, but it's a you know, it's a game of very marginal decisions, you kind of feel it might even itself out, it might not, but you know, they've shown enough that they scored the goals, so they can go and do it again at home.
1: Jamie, what, what were your thoughts on the disallowed goals? Yeah,
2: I mean the first one, you know, it was so blatant it was on side. I mean in fact, it was Watkins' back post um, just in front of the linesman, you know. I mean, you could say he had the sun in his eyes, but that's no excuse, really. You know, the Reid one was a bit tighter, um, so maybe you've got to give him the, the benefit of the doubt there. Um, but, you know, like I said, the Watkins makes it 4-1, so a long way back for Carlisle. Um, not just in that game, but the whole, you know, the return game. Um, you know, it's... and. <laughs> Who knows? It could be those decisions that cost place at Wembley. Um, you know, it's disappointing, but um, you know, you just got to ride your luck. And you know, we didn't. Some teams perhaps collapse when they don't get these decisions. You start, you know, shaking their heads, keeping their heads down, but you know, it kept going and we really wanted to win that match. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, we spoke with Paul Tizzle, uh after the game and he was uh, certainly left feeling proud of his side's performance, but cursing his luck a little. Let's listen to what he had to say. It was a really good
4: game, it was the type of game we wanted. It went to plan in terms of the way the game flowed, and um, I think we were rather unfortunate here.
5: Yeah, absolutely. A <laughs> couple, couple of the goals, especially there when, the, when we got them back in it at 3
4: 2, was a huge strike. Striking yeah that was only sh- one or two minutes maybe five minutes after we had a a fourth goal that everyone is telling me was clearly onside. your your listeners may be watching it back home and would, i haven't seen it yet but um, and then Ruben at the end i've told you he, he was as close as you could be close yeah. as damn it we've we've not had our fair share of win i don't think we've uh, you know I don't think we've had our fair share of, of fortune during the season, so why should it change now we 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 played so well today and I mean, we, we 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 weren't here holding on, were we? We certainly weren't here to hold on and and grab a grab a draw. We 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 tried to win that game, and uh, you know I think we probably deserve to do so. But that's the way it goes, you know. Three one could be four one next minutes. Three all, and um, you know we we're in the game. We've got we've got we've got uh, level schools going back to the park on Thursday, and. Uh, give it a go won't we yeah I suppose the fact that they did
5: your, I mean the City considered straight after that disallowed goal must have been a real hit for the players that mean,
4: is that something that they're saying since when, when they came back in um, well I've just come straight through the press so I haven't really had much chance to speak to them than tell how, how wonderfully well they play and how proud I am of them so um, look, we had that game we had that game you know, in, the, in the palm of our hands didn't we 3-1 um, and Okay, not much you can do about a deep cross from the touchline that, that that goes off the post like it did. I mean, it was just a, it was just a, it was a, it was a fortunate goal. And but it happens, you know. We've got to be, be philosophical about it. We um, we and, we, and then we responded, you know. Kelly's got a really good third goal, but uh, we responded really well. and could easily have got a fourth, even Jake Taylor in the post in the last minute. And Ryan Harley having to say blocked in injury time. It was just a terrific performance I'm so proud of them
5: yeah, it was a terrific advert as well for League 2 football I mean wh- you said they're obviously still in the tie level going back to St James Park which is probably you know you, you couldn't ask for-, for much more other than going in front but what can you do now between now and Thursday really with the players
4: I'm certainly not interested in an advert for League 2 I want to win the game so advert or not this is about us winning the game so um, we played a, a way today to give ourselves the best chance of winning it. There was no advert going on. We wanted to win the game. That was the best way. We'll have to decide the best way we think we can we're playing at the park. It certainly won't be like we were today. It just, it just doesn't happen. So, um, we have to, we'll have to find a way of playing our game on, on Thursday to win the game. It's as simple as that couple of players uh, that you brought in today made huge impacts. Really, Craig Woodman
5: hasn't hasn't played for a, a month and a half, and came in and looked solid. And of course, Joel Grant involved
4: in first, well, all three goals. Joel was was excellent, and Craig, I mean, he hasn't played a game for a while, so he was he was he was challenged a fair bit today, just physically, and then he got a nasty knock actually just before he came off. So how that will affect him now, um, going forward, I don't know. But we'll have to assess all that tomorrow and Tuesday, but. Um, not finished yet. Oh, this is. Uh, there's been lots of lots of lots of twists and turns. We've earned this opportunity. I think we have got to enjoy it. And uh, you know, I, I think the players were upbeat in the dressing room. They certainly weren't morose about bad luck. They were. They were. They were eager to to, to bring Thursday on as quick as they can. And uh, they think they've got a chance. They they really think they can do it. So maybe I should listen to them.
5: They, I mean, both sets of players looked exhausted. They put so much into the game, going right to the end. Obviously, with that chance. I mean, between now and Thursday, is there is there much? work in terms I mean there must be fit is it just kind of game game management
4: situations for you between now and then? Um it depends if it's the same 11 players from start or if there's others I don't I don't yet want to commit myself on that but um, yeah it'll be, it'll be details now it'll be details and uh, how did the other game go? Mm-hmm. Uh, Livingston lost 3-2, yeah, Blackpool won 3-2. OK, so, so yes, yeah, so, <laughs> it's an exciting exciting night all round. We uh, were in the game, we certainly didn't disgrace ourselves, in fact, I think we we played pretty well, so well done, the Exeter boys, and uh, it's brilliant Thursday.
1: So that was uh, what Paul Tisdale thought of the game. Uh, you know, he seemed to think it was a little case of uh, the story of City season, with those sort of unlucky um, and misfortune uh, with the, with Jake Taylor hitting
2: the post in there. Mm. Two disallowed goals, but uh, do, you, do you happen to agree? Yeah, I mean, I think we've had some luck as well. Um, I think of a, a couple penalties that we've been given, um, which have been dubious. Um, I think back to that Ruben Reid handball goal um, as well. So I think it's possibly even itself out, but you know. When you look at how big a game this is you think that things aren't going for you um but you know <laughs> when you hit the posts as well you, it's one of those i think you know it's had we come um you know full time with a win you'd think that's deserved and maybe the luck's gone for you but um unfortunately it wasn't to be but you know, as, as Tisdale said, it's only half time, you know, and there's still 90 minutes at least of some luck to go for and against us, I think. Dan, what were your thoughts on what uh, Tisdale had to say? I mean, he's sort,
3: of, sort of, you know, a little bit sort of complaining the decisions didn't go our way, but you've almost got to put that behind you and just think, okay, until, <clears throat> we didn't get the luck, but as a team, we did enough to score those goals, we scored them legitimately. We'll have to, we, we can we, we can do it again and that's what they'll have to, to do on Thursday night I mean they've sort of showed the performance that there's enough in them to get the goals to go out and do it and that's the thing I think have got to be focusing on that on another day Exeter could have had six, seven goals in that game so there's absolutely no reason why they can't do that again this week and that's I guess the, uh, the message that's got to be given to the players that you might have been unlucky, but you know this time we're not going to be unlucky. We're going to go out, we're going to beat them, and by a, a, a point that even if there's marginal decisions against us, will be so far better than them that it won't make the difference. And obviously, yeah. you know, looking at the team, a lot of the players. Yeah. It was a big, pressure game on Sunday, but pretty much everyone performed above the level we've seen a lot from this from this season. Nobody really had a. A poor game, so it's they responded to the pressure on Sunday. There's no reason why they can't respond to the pressure, raise their game, and do it in front of the fans on on Thursday night.
1: So, uh, second leg, Thursday night, St. Joseph Park, sellout. A bit of alliteration there. Um,
2: What would you you change, if anything? Um, You know, obviously, a few eyebrows were raised team selection wise with the goalkeeper choice. Um, Tisto seems to have a bit of a reputation for doing that, but you know I thought uh, Bobby did a, a decent job. Um, was he at fault for the second goal? I don't know. Maybe he was off his line a bit, but he did make some good saves. Um, you know, and um, Joel Grant I thought was our man of the match. I thought he was superb um, on Sunday. So you got to be looking at starting him again. And Reuben Reid coming off the bench again. I thought he made a decent impact. Obviously, see had that, that goal ruled out. So, I'd be tempted to um, name an unchanged unta- team. Also, I don't know about um, the Craig Woodman situation. Um, you know, obviously, if he's out, then you're, you're looking at um, Luke Kroll again, I suppose. But he's come in recently and done a, a decent job. So, But I would say if Woodman's fit, then keep the same team. Dan, keep the same team? It'd be hard to to pick a player out of that side
3: who you would drop after that first performance. I mean, Grant would be the obvious one who you feel might drop out for either Reid or possibly Holmes, but on that performance on, on Sunday, I can't see how you can justify dropping him, really, unless he's got another trick up his sleeve. I mean, there's a, there is a debate around the goalkeeper, but having brought in Bobby Lešnik on Sunday then to drop him again on Thursday would just... Raise even more questions. I mean, I don't think Alejnik had the best game of, of his career, but he, he did There you were know, parts he did well; there were parts a little bit dodgy. But then to go back to Christy Pym again would, you know, just raise even more doubts as to who the number one there is. He presumably brought in Alejnik in for his ability to command the area and, and deal with the long throws and the set pieces of Kyle. And that's not going to change ahead of you know what happens on on Thursday. So you presume he's going to have to keep with Alechnic for Carlisle potentially for a final. It's a different opposition, Blackpool or Luton. Then maybe he goes back to Christy Penn for that one. But I can't see any obvious changes that would make to say. But how often does a uh, we've seen this season from Tearsdale that he he does keep an unchanged side. He always likes to. Have some kind of tactical tweak up his sleeve Ready to, to surprise the opposition And I wouldn't be entirely surprised If when the team sheets come through About an hour before kick-off You look at, there's a, there's a, you look at it and you think Okay, that's interesting um, We'll see how that works With him sort of springing a surprise And naming someone Who you wouldn't have thought would start
1: A uh, very open game in the first leg Are you expecting the, the same in the second leg, Dan? You, would, you wouldn't you would have thought so You'd think
3: Having sort of Seen how expansive it was There might be an element of just Okay let's just sit back a little bit more Not just go for it so much But We've seen from the matches between these sides That both sides can score goals Both sides can't really Defend against each other So it would be You'd expect there to probably be a few goals Based on what we've seen so far But with it being a, a ninety minute shootout, there might be an element of you know, particularly both sides maybe you can just keep it tight for the first twenty minutes, then keep it tight till half time, you know, don't take any undue chances. The last thing you I suppose you want to do is go at it from the first five minutes and, you know, completely gung ho style and you two nil down inside ten minutes and then you've got to, you know, come back against a, a flat back eleven for the rest of the game. But I'd expect it to be a little bit tighter than the, the ridiculously open first leg that we saw. That was just so unlike
1: any other playoff game we've so seen this season. Jamie, uh, set his home <coughs> form not brilliant this season, but what a chance to sort of put that to bed with mm-hmm. the last home game of the season.
2: Yeah, I think given the run that you know we we're on the second half of the season, some people have probably forgotten about the the home record compared to the first half of the season. Um, But, you know, I've been there many times when it's a sellout crowd, you know. I think the last time was probably the Liverpool game and, you know, know how well we did there. And, you know, the crowd, it's a cliche, but they really can make the difference, you know. They play such a crucial part, especially, you know, in the second half when he's shooting towards the big bank. Um, You know, and the place can... You know, it's rocking and I've spoke to, you know, players recently and, and obviously Tisdale saying how important they can play and um, yeah, I think if, if we do um, obviously get the result then everyone will forget about the, the home record this season, yeah. Uh well we
1: mentioned Joel Grant a couple of minutes ago, uh, I spoke with him after the game at Brunton Park. Uh, here's what you had to say. What were your thoughts on the game? Uh, if you're neutral, I think it was a
0: great game. Um, now, obviously, while on the pitch, you know, as an individual, I, w- I was trying to enjoy myself, um, and, and for as a team, we, you know, we, we expressed ourselves really well. Um, thought it was good on the ball and scored some good goals. Um, you know credit to them again they they showed their fighting spirit and and got back in it I I thought like I say as a neutral is a good game and a real sort of top turvy game as well but plenty of positives for you
1: and and the City to take
0: yeah definitely uh, you know we we could be proud of how we played Um, you know regardless of the result today it it wasn't over you know it's it's over three hours of football um, and a lot still to be played so uh, we, we just got to be positive um, you know one game left to try and get through
1: and uh, obviously he you played a part in, in all the goals and, and sort of set one up that was deemed offside I mean talk me through that offside goal I mean from what I've heard it was actually onside
0: yeah I actually believe so you know I've, it's sort of a cross shot if you like trying to just get it across the goalkeeper um, and it, it may have just been dragging wide and I've seen Ollie run in and, and tap it in at, at that Point. I was sort of off celebrating, thinking you know we've, we've given ourselves a little bit of a cushion, but um, you know it's not it's not to be um, you know. But we, we, like I said, we've got another game to try and finish
1: the job, and it's it's all set up for that for that next game. And I mean, judging by the way the previous three games between these two sides have gone, it should be classic, shouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, like I say, again, put the neutral,
0: it's it's entertaining. There's goals, you know. But we both got a chance. They'll feel like they can win, and and we feel like we can win. So, you know, made the best team win. I say.
1: Well, uh, Joel Grant, uh, speaking after the game, uh, you know, he's he's been in great form recently, hasn't he? You know, could he be the key man on on Thursday night? He was
3: uh, was definitely one of the the key men on uh, on Sunday on Sunday evening. One of his one of if not possibly the best performance we've seen from him in a, a city shirt. He's always been a a talented player who's always got a trick up his sleeve but there's been too many games he's sort of drifted in and out of he's sort of been on the periphery of, but on Sunday he took control of the game and he he was the man he was running at defences he was causing chaos and you know really troubling that Carlisle defence and I think that's probably the Joel Grant that Exeter City thought they were getting when they signed him so it's can you do it two games in a row that's History suggests perhaps not, but if he's just coming into form at just the right time, then yeah. he's going to have to. He's got a chance to be the key man again. I, I definitely would start with him because the Carlisle defence didn't really look as if they they knew how to deal with him. And if he can, you know, he might only need to produce a performance of forty-five minutes for the of extra to score, he can be two-nil up at that stage before he possibly drifts out the game, ties in the second half, then. He can prove to be the key man and get the side to Wembley.
1: Your thoughts on Joe Garner?
2: Yeah, I think based on Sunday's, you know, Kai. We really say is the first name on the team sheet. Um, yeah, he, you look at the team, and apart from Watkins in that starting eleven, you know, he's probably the only one that um, can run at defenses He's got that, that quickness, the pace about him, and um, you know, he's got he's got the tricky footwork along with Watkins. Um and you know, I guess I think the first goal was actually a, a reverse of what you'd expect a wheel across and a grand header which <laughs> should have been the all around, surely. But um I think that just shows how versatile he is that he's got, you know, a bit of everything and it was a great header, but bullet header. Um and yeah, you know, look maybe he won't play the full ninety minutes, but when you have got the likes of you know, Holmes, Macklin, and Stacey to bring on, who are also quick players. You know, it's it's a great option to have,
1: definitely. Yeah. Well, that about wraps up this uh, episode of Greason's Gossip. Uh, hopefully for the next one, we'll be uh, looking into a trip to Wembley. So, uh, join me next time. Thanks a lot.